Hello and welcome to this edition of the Basic Bible Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Thompson, and joining us this week is my friend, Mark Somer. Mark, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. And I hope I didn't ruin your ministry or testimony by calling you a friend right off the bat here. No, not at all. No, I, uh, <laughs> I'll take as many friends as I can. <laughs> okay, well, we are right in the midst of the holiday season. Next week will be our special Christmas edition. I'll be featuring Pastor Phil Allen. But before we get to Christmas, right now, this is being aired. We are in the midst of Hanukkah. And so Mark is joining us here. We're going to talk about that topic Hanukkah. So, Mark, tell us, well, uh, you know, for a guy like me, I grew up um, in a pretty uh, Christian home, and uh, I wasn't really exposed to too much Judaism, except I I have a a weird memory of sitting in a public school classroom, spinning a dreidel, and eating potato cakes. Um, Outside (laughs) of that, uh, I, I don't recall much. So I remember growing up thinking... Hanukkah was just something that was made up because the Jews had rejected Christ, so they can't celebrate Christmas, so they wanted to celebrate something, and so Hanukkah was just kind of, but that's as far from the truth as you can get. There's some truth to that, and, and, and where the truth to that is, that is uh, in Hanukkah's prominence, because in reality, anybody who's, who's honest, Hanukkah's really not that big of a, of a holiday in the hmm. Jewish calendar. There are much more important holidays, uh, Rosh Hashanah uh, in the fall. And Passover in the spring, those would be big ones. And my guess is, uh, and again, I, you know, I, I, I can't say authoritatively, but if there were no Christmas, Hanukkah would just be a, a blip hmm. on the on the calendar because it, it really it it, it, it covers a, an event that's not even in the Jewish Bible. So it's it, it while it is important and it is amazing and it's wonderful, um, it certainly doesn't have the uh, you know it's sort of like the Arbor Day of, of Judaism. It's okay. not like the biggest holiday of the year, you know. Um, but since it happens in December and uh, and you know all the Jewish kids you know want you know something you know pretty and something with gifts, I think that's why it, it, it you know people talk about it so much. Sure. Well, okay. Well, explain to us what exactly it is. Why is it celebrated and uh, to any degree? And uh, why are we still talking about it many years after? Okay, sure. So, um, you know, the, the, the Old Testament, the Hebrew Bible, ends with uh, Malachi. And, uh, you know, you've got prophets and you've got, you know, people returning to, to, to Israel after they've been uh, taken away. And then I'll start the New Testament. And you've got, this, you've got all these Jewish people in Israel and they're being ruled by Rome. And, like, what's, what's going on there? Like, how did, how did that happen? And uh, we, we call that the intertestamental inter testamental period right and uh you know really we have to go to uh secular history to find out what happened there uh, alexander the great came through and then uh, the roman empire took over the greek empire and that's how you have that but uh one of the events that happened was there was what's called the maccabean revolt and so then when the greeks came in and took over jerusalem they did something abominable they uh they went into the the jewish temple and they, they ransacked it, and if that's not bad enough, you know, that we have Gentiles in the temple, oy vey. but mm. they, they even slaughtered um, pigs to their gods on the, on the altar of the, you know, the most holy of holy. Right. So um, against great odds, uh, the, the Maccabee family gathered a, an army and, and kicked the, the Greeks out and, and, and rededicated the temple to the Lord. Uh, and that's why Hanukkah is also called the, the festival of, of, of vacation. Mm. Um, 
because they're dedicating the temple back to the Lord. Right. So it's it's it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's a typical kind of Jewish holiday, which is the bad guys who hate the Jews came in, they tried to kill us, God protected us, we win, let's eat. That's mm. kind of how almost every Jewish holiday goes. You know, they tried to kill us, God protected us, let's eat. And that's that's sort of how Hanukkah goes. It's it's to celebrate the rededication of the temple. It's also called the Festival of Lights because, um, and again, I don't know if this is historically accurate or not because it's not in the Bible, so we can't say that this is exactly what happened. Right. Um, but uh, allegedly, the, the the story goes that it takes eight days to process uh, oil properly according to Levitical standards to light the, the eternal light that's supposed to be lit at all times in the temple. And there's only one day's worth of, uh, of, of oil for that. So, uh, uh, but God miraculously let the oil last for eight days so that they could make new oil the proper way. And uh, that's why Hanukkah is celebrated for eight days. Well, you mentioned, um, we're, we're going to switch into our, uh, our second segment about uh, relevant scriptures. You mentioned the Feast of Dedication in John chapter 10, uh, we see Jesus here. Uh, I'll, I'll read it, verse 22. At that time, the Feast of Dedication took place at Jerusalem. It was winter, and Jesus was walking in the temple in the colonnade of Solomon. So the Jews gathered around him to, and said to him, How long will you keep us in suspense if you are the Christ? Tell us plainly. Jesus answered them, I told you, and you do not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name bear witness about me. But you do not believe because you are not among my sheep. And uh, we'll kind of stop there. But here, it's an interesting passage to me because all right, you have uh, the Jewish feast of dedication mentioned here. But at the same time, this is a passage that speaks of the deity of Christ. Absolutely. So I, I've heard that brought up before. Mm-hmm. This is the only place in the Bible where Hanukkah is mentioned. Right. And it just gets a blip of a mention in John 10, was it 10 verse 10, I believe? Yes. And, um, and it's, it's funny, sometimes, you know, what one tactic you can use at this time of year if you want to witness to a Jewish friend is it's, it's hard not to come across snarky by doing it, so mm-hmm. be, be, use a lot of questions. But you can say, hey, do you know the only place in the Bible where Hanukkah is even mentioned? And, uh, and people will say, I don't know, somewhere in the Old Testament, right? And they say, no, it's actually in John mm-hmm. chapter 10. Jesus celebrated it. Um, and so uh, it's, it's a pretty cool holiday. Uh, and Jesus actually attested to his deity at, at the time of Hanukkah. So uh, it's, it, it, is, it is interesting. All right, so I want to use this to kind of just get your testimony, because you, you, were, you were born into a Jewish family, yet um, yep. you converted to Christianity, you, you embraced the Messiah. So tell us about how that happened. Okay, so I was uh, a self-righteous, know-it-all, twenty-year-old Jewish kid with, you know, probably. Well, and that's a little repetitive to say self-righteous, know-it-all, twenty-year-old. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, and uh, I probably believed in some sort of God, but not in practicality. It didn't affect my life. It didn't, you know, it didn't. If I, if I wanted to, uh, you know, the woman, I didn't say God is this the right woman for me. If I mm. wanted to pursue a class of study, I wouldn't say is this the right. You know, there was no none of that. There was, it was I was living for myself, practical atheist. And uh, uh, I met a so I was a junior in college, and I was pretty successful. I was you know well known on campus and in student senate and in the honor society and all that stuff. And I met this freshman, and he and I became friends. And he, he told me he was a born again Christian. He believed every word of the Bible. And born again Christians were like those people that I made fun of. Mm. Like I, I like you can't wait, wait you're born again. You believe every word of the Bible. 
Like, you know, do you, do you believe in Scooby-Doo and Superman as well? Yeah. Like, how about, about Spider-Man? Do you believe in him? You know, it just, it just it blew my mind that an intelligent um, friend of mine would, would believe this stuff. And what was interesting is he just asked me, he's like, well, Mark, I mean, you've got all these opinions against the Bible. Well, what about the Bible, like, led you, like, why do you have such strong opinions against it? Like, what, what in it did you, did you read that you find in, incredible? And I had to be honest and say, well, really, I don't know. I've never read it. Because to be Jewish, you're going to say, like, to be Jewish, you don't have to, like, to be a born-again Christian typically means you go to church, you go to Sunday school, you, you learn stuff, maybe you go to Awana, maybe you go to, you know, Bible camp in the summer, VBS, all that stuff. And, you know, the, the, the average second grader that, that lives in a Bible-believing home knows more about the Bible than most Jewish people do. Mm. Because to be Jewish doesn't mean that you've studied the Jewish religion. It means you're Jewish. It means your culture, it's like being Italian or being Irish or being Chinese. It's like, it, 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 it's your identity and it's your culture and it's strong and it's meaningful, but it doesn't mean that you know, like, the, the Torah and what the rabbis have said. It just means you're Jewish. And, uh, and so uh, I didn't really have an argument for Josh because of why I didn't believe him. So I was going to get one because I was a self-righteous, know-it-all Jewish kid. Mm. So I got a New Testament. And I got, I opened up for the book of Matthew and I got it and I had a notebook with a pen. And as I read, I was going to write down all the things that were anti-scientific, all the things that were hateful and xenophobic and homophobic and all the phobics. And I was going to write down all the anti-Semitic things that were certain there. And I was going to give this to my friend Josh so that he could stop believing in this nonsense. So that's what I'm going to do. You know, 2,000 years people have been trying to do this. This right. the Bible, nobody's been successful, but I was going to do it. And by reading the scripture, I ended up getting saved in about a week. Mm. So just by, by reading the scripture and just God just, uh, I couldn't get it out of my mind. And uh, it was the book of John uh, that, where I got saved. So reading so, through the book of John. And I, but, well, what was it about the book of John that just uh, God used to, to draw you in? Well, it was when Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. You know, do, do you believe this? And I remember just stopping and saying, like, I don't know if you've ever, you know, watched a movie at night and you fall asleep and you miss hmm. the ending or something. And, and you're like, you know, if, if it's a good movie, you're like, oh, I got to find it and I got to rewind it and I got to watch it. But if it's eh, not that great of a movie, you're like, yeah, whatever. I don't care if I don't know the ending. Well, this was like, I had to know. Like, hmm. like I had to know. I just had this, 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 this prompting in my spirit. And, you know, of course, I look back now and I see it's the Holy Spirit that was doing that. At the time, I didn't know why. Um, but I had to, is this true? Like when, when Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life, do you believe this? Mm. It was almost like as if he was like saying, Mark, do you believe this? Yeah. And I had to make, and I knew it would change my life. Like I, I knew it at the time. And I knew it had nothing to do with whether or not I was Jewish or Gentile. And it didn't matter. Like if Jesus is who he says he is, then it's true for everybody. And yeah. I'd already gone far, far enough in the, in the New Testament to see that almost everybody overwhelmingly was Jewish. That was a big surprise. Mm-hmm. Like everybody in the New Testament, it's a Jewish book. Jesus was Jewish. All the, right. the, the people were, you know, uh, you know, the Gentile woman wanted so, something from Jesus, and he said, no, I'm, I'm, I only came for the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And she said, well, even the dogs get this, <laughs> what falls off the master's table. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm reading this, like, well, this, is, this is, blows my mind. Yeah. This isn't what I expected at all. So I, I don't know. It's just very bizarre. But I, when he said, do you believe this? Well, let me I ask did. you. Uh, I believed. Another passage a lot of people like to turn to, we're talking about 
Judaism and Christianity would be Isaiah 53. So as, as a Jewish Christian, how do you read through that chapter? How I read it now? Um, yeah. Well, it's obviously pr- prophetic, and it's, 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 it's a passage I use a lot with, with Gentiles, with anybody. Hmm. Because people, whenever anyone says, well, how can you believe the Bible true? You know, why, why not just believe the Quran? Why not just believe, you know, the Hindu Veda scriptures? Why not yeah. believe something else, the Book of Mormon? And I'll say, well, because here's what's unique about the Bible. is One of the things is it says things thousands of years before it happens. Hmm. You know, Isaiah 53 was written probably, what, about 700 right. B.C.? Approximately, um, you know, any honest reader of that is sees, you know, that that could have been New Testament, and uh, and and so that's how we know because human beings can't do that. You can't predict things seven hundred years ahead of time. Imagine seven hundred years from now, like uh, in the year, you know, nineteen uh, yeah. fourteen hundred or so, fourteen hundred, and, and and people writing about you know uh, two Patriots fans talking over the computer, mm. you know. You know that's crazy that that that, that could, someone could write that in the year fourteen. But that would be the equivalent of what Isaiah fifty three is. Mm. Um, and there's not just Isaiah, there's Psalm twenty two that where it talks about conviction. Right. And there's there's so many. Uh, when I look at that, I, I look at it prophetically. So a uh, word of caution: though. most Jewish people don't know what Isaiah fifty three is. Well, meaning Gentile Christians, like I'm just going to share fifty three with my Jewish friends, and. And, you know, they don't learn expositional teaching. Yeah. They won't even know what Isaiah is. They won't know what, what is this. You almost have to talk to them as if you're talking to someone who's reached. Hmm. So how would but someone... Very, I'm curious that you would look at this. You said most wouldn't know what it is, but, I mean, surely there there are some who have regularly referred to it as the Old Testament. I, I can't at this and not think of Jesus, but that's what I've been programmed to do, you know, as, as a Bible Christian. Um, I've never even considered another possibility, but I didn't know Christ. How would I look at this passage? So what a lot of times with the rabbi is um, they interpret Isaiah 53 as being Israel. It's like mm-hmm. a, it's, 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 it's a, instead of an person, it's, it's sort of, you know, it's going to suffer. And Israel has suffered. Look how Israel, the Jewish people have suffered over the years. The problem with Britannian is that it says that there's no deceit in his mouth. It talks about a perfect lamb that is suffering. And Isaiah has spent 52 chapters, you know, railing Israel for how deceitful and how awful right. it is. So it's, it's just not honest to interpret it as Isaiah 53 referring to Israel. And what they typically do is they just don't let people read it. Hmm. I mean, that's, that's generally what happens is, you know, in, in most Jewish circles, um, if, you, if you do go to Orthodox uh, synagogue that actually readers um, get up the Bible into 52 parts, and every week they have portion, and it's predictable every year. You know, was, you know week number 27 we're going to read. Week number 28, this is what we read. You know, you know it's like a liturgy, and and Isaiah 53 just gets glossed over in that liturgy, so they just they don't read it. I've heard people call it the forbidden chapter in the Old Testament. Hmm. So uh, yeah, it's security by obfuscation. Just don't tell people about it. Interesting. So, all right, we're, we're in the midst of the season, and let's say I want to be a witness to some of my Jewish friends. What are some dangers to avoid if I'm to be a good witness for Christ? Um, is there something I should stay with, away from, or uh, I think oftentimes the fear is I can't do this at all. Um, but what, what's, what are some dangers to avoid when witnessing to someone uh, who's Jewish? Well, you know, Jewish people... In, and this is a stereotype, but they generally like to talk, 
and they don't always know what they're talking about. You know, I love, uh, I was, I would look to Fiddler on the Roof, if you've seen that musical. Right. You know, like Tevye, he's, uh, you know, Dan, and he's always quoting the Bible, and he's always quoting it wrong. He likes to think of himself as knowledgeable, but he really hasn't studied it at all. And that's not far off from where I was. You know, I, you know, I was telling my friend Josh, oh, Jesus, I, absolutely not. And he asked me, well, what, what about why? Like, what passages do you not agree with? And really, uh, you know, he caught me, he got me. You know, I, I, I don't know. And uh, so understand that the Jewish people are clinging to their Jewish identity. Mm. Like, if I believe in Jesus, I'm not Jewish anymore. I'm celebrating, you know, who, who, who lived through the whole, and I'm, 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 I'm shaming family, and I'm shaming this, and I'm shaming that. And so what I tell people to do, so it's, instead of answering your question about what not to do, I'm going to turn that and tell you what to do. Okay, let's to do be that. Very, to be very pro-Jewish, hmm. you know, and that's not hard to be Jewish. So what I tell people is, you know, what's more Jewish than believing in the Jewish Messiah? You know, hmm. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob would believe in Jesus. They wrote about him prophetically. King David, you know, and, and don't expect them to know. They know who Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob are, but they won't quote you any of what they said or what they stood for. They would, they would see them as a, you know, kind of like, you know, we esteem James Madison, but most of us don't know where James Madison stood on things. Right. We know he was there. But, you know, it would it, it, be very similar. Hmm. Um, so, so what I encourage people to witness the Jewish people, I just say, make the gospel very which it is. I go up to someone saying, well, I love the Jewish people because the Messiah came from the Jewish people, you know, and you're not being uh, untruthful there, you, you, you know, and say, boy, you, Jewish people, that's, they, God used them to bring us the Bible. My God is calling me. <laughs> uh, so We're alive, folks, so that's, that's the exciting part of podcasting. There we go, yeah, let me shut my ringer off here. Um, through the Jewish people that we got the that we got the Bible, it's through the Jewish people that uh, we got the Messiah. So don't be afraid to um, to mention that and, and ask them about what they like about Hanukkah. Hmm. You know, and and you they can be shaming them a little bit because they don't really know much about it, and they might be a little jealous that you know more about their holiday than they do. But that's okay. Don't point it out to them. Don't say, "Boy, you're a moron. You don't know much about yeah. your holiday." Just like, "Oh, I just wanted to know what you know." Uh, you know, as a Jewish person, what you know, what's what do you, what do you love about Hanukkah? What's great about it to you? Because mm. I see in, in in the New Testament that Jesus celebrated it, so I want to know more about this holiday. This is I want to get your opinion. So uh, you, know, you can be you can be pro Jewish and get them to think hey, this person more excited about my religion than I am. Mm. And, and you know, you 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 provoke them to jealousy, like Paul said in the Book of Romans. So that's uh, something you can so, do with people. What an amazing concept! You're 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 saying that taking an actual interest in people may be helpful in reaching them. <laughs> yes, <laughs> imagine that, and let them talk. Great, let them talk. listen to them. Let them talk. So uh, yeah, that's uh, because it, the scary thing for a Jewish person, even if they never go to synagogue, even if they don't know anything about the Bible, can't stop being Jewish. I'm Jewish. Mm. So I'm going to be Jewish. You know, even if I don't marry at all, even if I don't bring up my children, Jewish, yeah. I am Jewish, just like an Italian is. I'm Italian. You know, you know, it's 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 just it's strong. You know, they're proud of that. And uh, so, the 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 lie that the devil through, you know, many many years is that if you believe in Jesus, you won't be Jewish anymore. Right. And that's absolutely ridiculous. Well, let's yeah. talk about some resources. If if people want to go into this a little deeper and and do some more research. Um, what are some resources you would recommend? Um, well, uh, 
I think Jews for Jesus is a is a solid organization, and they they have a lot on Hanukkah and on uh, different things. Um, so I would you know check out their site and there is uh, uh, Arnold Fruchtenbaum is a is a writer who I've read some of his books. Um, uh, the late um, Stan, uh, uh, what was Telchin T E L C H I N wrote a book called Betrayed. It's hmm. very readable. It's his testimony, uh, and he. Uh, he just talked about you know how he got saved, and and you see that that betrayal, that 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 fear that I'm betraying my mm. people, I'm betraying my family, and I think that'll really help understand you know people to understand the culture of why Jewish people. It's funny a Jewish person like if I come home and told me become a Buddhist or I become a, a, a Muslim or I become an atheist or I become anything like they, they wouldn't have you know I'm into transcendental meditation now mom I'm into yoga I'm into all this stuff they, no, they wouldn't have had any problem with any of that stuff but if I say that I believe in the Messiah that exactly is portrayed in the Old Testament Jewish people lose their mind mm. you know they like that no you can't do that you can't follow Jesus no that that, that can't be um, and there's, there's a there's a spiritual warfare reason for why that is Interesting that they, yeah. you know, people don't care if you're, if you're agnostic or atheist. Any of that stuff. If you become a born again Christian, man, you know, watch out. Um, I also caution people from getting too Jewish. And what I mean is, that okay. I've I've seen uh, even some of my friends over the years get you know they they love the Jewish roots of their faith. So I think that's great, but they take it too far. They start to um, become very legalistic. Uh, and you know, I, I can't say the word Jesus anymore because that's a that's a Roman word. I have hmm. to call him Yeshua. It's, if you want to call Jesus Yeshua, call him Yeshua. But I speak English, so I call him Jesus. Right. That's the that's the that's the English translation. Um, I don't call Abraham Abraham, which is his Hebrew name. Uh, you know, I don't call Isaac, which is his Hebrew name, I, and I don't call Jesus Yeshua because I speak English. Um, hmm. But some people get really into that. They, they they get to the point instead of worshiping on Saturday because they prefer to. Um, some people get to the point where they say Sunday worship is sinful, hmm. and they, they object that, um, even that it's a sign of the Antichrist. You know, they start rejecting grace, the the gospel of grace. They really need to read the book of Galatians. Um, right. And and sometimes you know some people you know they start wearing the 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 the, the prayer shawl under their clothes. And I mean, I have one friend that really. Sadly, I don't know what happened to him, but he started learning Hebrew, teaching his children to read Hebrew and pray in Hebrew, and now I, he won't contact me, and I think he moved to the Middle East, honestly, oh, like wow. I, in, in some sort of cult. Um, so be careful. Like I don't often identify myself as a Messianic Jew because uh, it's sort of like the word Baptist. Well, are you a Baptist? Hmm. It depends what you mean by Baptist. Right. You know, the Westboro Baptist Church calls themselves Baptist, too. So, you know, you, you have to say, what do you mean by that? Yeah. And so uh, in the Messianic Jewish uh, community, there are um, some good uh, places to go. Like Jews for Jesus, they're pretty solid. Um, but there are some weird cult ones, too. So be wary of that. Well, I want to add to that list. Um, I've been blessed by books from Michael Brown. I don't know if you're familiar with Michael Brown. Um, I've heard his name, sure. done a lot of work on Isaiah 53 and, and other passages tends to be uh, more charismatic than, I, than I'm comfortable with, but uh, on these, um, a book I read back in college, Our Father Abraham by Marv Wilson, uh, oh, yeah. is a fascinating book. It kind of gives you the background to what will become the New Testament, 
Um, also, uh, a servant by Robert Gundry very helpful in just, uh, you know, we, if you just read from Malachi to you, you've skipped over hundreds of years of history, and you don't really understand the New Testament. I mean, where do these Pharisees come from? You don't find that in the Old Testament. You don't find Sadducees or uh, you don't understand what the Second Temple is all about. and all. Of, but anyway, um, those are some good recommendations. And Mark, you've got a lot of stuff on your website. Tell us a little bit about uh, Luke-15.org. Well, Luke-15.org, because uh, you know, sometimes people have like a, a favorite Bible verse that they could call their light verse. Well, the, the 15th chapter of Luke is sort of my, my ministry light verse. It's, mm. it's the verses that God used to, to you know, get to full-time uh, missionary work. So that's why it's Luke-15.org. And I just, I, I'm a theological pack rat. I just like to, mm. you know, anything that with anybody, I, I put it up there. Everything on that site's free. That I don't charge for any of it. And there's a resources page. There's a free resource link you can click on. And there's actually quite a bit of Jewish stuff there. Um, and about all, all kinds of evangelism, theology, yeah. um, cults, anything that I think will be useful that helps the church to be better ambassadors for Christ, I post there. And I have... So, uh, freely ripped off a lot of your cult material to teach in my class, so I appreciate that. Oh, great job. That's awesome. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you all for listening, Mark. Thank you for joining us. And uh, don't forget to check out our website at www.basicbiblepodcast.org and check us out on Twitter at Basic Biblecast. So share us with your friends and all of that stuff. Check us out on, uh, on uh, iTunes. Give us a rating. And we'll be back next week.